Welcome to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, a program provided by Living Stream Ministry. Witness Lee emphasized the experience of Christ as life and the practical oneness of the believers. He was unbending in his conviction that God's goal is not narrow sectarianism, but the body of Christ. Through his messages in these life studies, he stressed the importance for us to grow in life and to function as Christians so that the body can build itself up. We're happy to bring you recorded portions from his ministry today, along with some of our own thoughts. And we welcome your comments and questions. You can reach us toll-free at 888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 888-543-3788. Now let's join today's program. Our Life Study today brings us to a very pleasant portion, and Ron Kingus is joining us to help us enjoy it and Open it up further. Ron, welcome back. Thanks for letting me share in fellowship on this marvelous chapter in Genesis. It is a wonderful portion today, Ron, and we're going to examine the marriage of Isaac and Rebekah. There's much symbolism behind it, as we're going to see in this life study. Let's join Witness Lee. In the New Testament, we are clearly told that Isaac was the type of Christ being Abraham's unique seed. Based upon this fact that Isaac was a type of Christ, his marriage must be a type of the marriage of Christ. So we can say this marriage in Genesis 24 is a type of the marriage of Christ. In this chapter, we have four persons. Number one, you have the father. Number two, you have the son. Number three, you have the oldest servant. And number four, you have Rebecca, the bride. It is so meaningful. If you come to New Testament, you could see my the Father, the Son, and the Spirit, the three working together to get a bride for the Son. The Father made the plan. Then the Spirit carries out the Father's plan to get a bride for the Son. And the son just enjoy what the father planned and what the spirit carried out. Then in the book of Acts and in all the epistles, you could see how the spirit works according to the father's plan for the son to get a bride. And Jesus did tell his disciples that he was the bridegroom. He came not only to save sinners, he came to have the bride. Even today in the new heaven, new earth, you have the bride. The new Jerusalem, the wife of the Lamb. So I say, in this story of the human life, there is a deep implication. 
And this implication depicts a clear picture of how Christ, being the Son of God, will get married. God the Father had a plan to get a bride for the Son. And this bride will be out of the human race. Abraham told the servant, don't get a wife for my son from any other people. Not from the Canaanites. Not from any other people, but you have to go to my race. This indicates that the counterpart of Christ could never be from other creatures. Not from the angels. Not from the donkeys, monkeys, and so forth. The counterpart of Christ must be of the same race of Christ. Christ one day became incarnated. He became human. Humanity is his race. Humanity is dear, is precious to God because out of this humanity, God could get a part and make this part a counterpart for his son. We all have to say, praise the Lord. I am not an angel. I am a man. Oh, praise the Lord, I was not created in the angelic race, but I am created in the human race. And it is only the human race is qualified to be the counterpart of Christ. Well, Ron, we've had a short introduction by Witness Lee, and it really establishes the connection between the plan of God regarding a bride for Christ and this marvelous Old Testament type. Would you say a short word to develop this picture with these four strategic persons? A reminder concerning the persons. First, Abraham. Second, Isaac. Third, the old servant. The fourth, Rebekah. The first three typify respectively the three persons of the triune Godhead. Abraham typifying the father, Isaac typifying the son, and the elderly servant typifying the spirit. Rebekah typifies the church as the bride of Christ. If we study these four persons in light of the New Testament revelation, we will see a picture in Genesis 24 in type, in symbol, of how the triune God is operating in his economy to prepare and present a bride to Christ for his eternal rest, comfort, enjoyment, and satisfaction. The crucial point in this chapter is the crucial point of the New Testament revelation in reality. The father, typified by Abraham, is burdened to have a bride prepared for the son typified by Isaac. The Spirit is commissioned by the Father to secure this bride and to bring her to Christ. At the end of this age, signified by the evening, the bride will be made ready. She will be presented by the Spirit to Christ, 
and there will be a wonderful marriage. And as a result of that marriage, Christ will rest in his love with supreme satisfaction forever and ever. Ron, let's go back to Witness Lee for more of this very enjoyable life study. Now, we come to the Spirit. The Father had a plan. The old servant, he didn't have a plan. But he received an errand. Abraham commissioned him to do a job. That is, to go to his race and to get a wife for his son. This indicates that God the Father commissioned God the Spirit. This is quite interesting. If you read the New Testament, you can see such a divine commission. God the Father commissioned God the Spirit to read the human race. We all have to admit that the Spirit of God, God the Spirit, did come to us. The Holy Spirit reached you. I like this story here. Rebecca never had a dream that she could be selected in that way. She used to uh, take the water every day, I believe, in the late afternoon. But this day, when she came, something happened. Even before she came, the old servant was there already. Don't you realize? Many before they come to the gospel preaching, the Holy Spirit was there waiting. I was very happy to realize in the Bible, you have Genesis 24 with an old man asking of water. And he asked water of a female. Then in John chapter 4, you have Jesus also coming and waiting for that female. And he also asked water of that female. Right? It's quite interesting. Christian preachers always would tell people, you need the living water to quench you. Probably none of us has ever told people the Holy Spirit needs your quenching. In Genesis 24, who is more thirsty? The old servant or Rebecca? And then in John chapter 4, who is more thirsty? Jesus or the Samaritan woman? So we have to preach the gospel in this way, telling people, God today is thirsty after you. Jesus is thirsty after you. And the Holy Spirit is thirsty after you. I tell you, even tonight, the Holy Spirit is thirsty. The Holy Spirit is thirsty after you. Well, a couple of striking items were opened up in this section. First, that the father was very particular about where the bride for his son would come from. I enjoyed this point. I'd like to hear you develop it a little more for us. The bride had to come from his own people, his own race, not from the Canaanites. This indicates that only the proper humanity, created by God, eventually redeemed by God, 
can be the proper counterpart for Christ. We should avoid two extremes. Obviously, we should not live on the level of the beasts, but be proper humans. Also, we should not aspire to be angels, but to be proper humans. Because in God's economy, the proper humans, redeemed and regenerated, are constituted into the bride of Christ. That's a great picture. Uh, there's another point in this section that I think warrants your comments, if you would, and that is that the thirsty servant, typifying the Holy Spirit here, got a drink from Rebecca. Since the thirsty servant typifies the Spirit and Rebecca typifies the church, this indicates that the Spirit is thirsty and that only the church, the bride of Christ, can satisfy the Spirit's thirst. The fact that the Spirit is thirsty reveals the fact that God the Father and God the Son are both thirsty in the sense that they have an intense desire and a deep need to be satisfied by preparing and providing a bride as the counterpart to Christ. We usually focus on our thirst, how we have needs, and God needs to satisfy them. It is time for the real seeking ones of God's people to be touched by God's thirst, by the thirst of the Spirit, by God's need to be satisfied by providing a bride for his Son, then the triune God and the redeemed as the bride will have their mutual thirst satisfied in love and eternal delight. Thank you, Ron. This message is very full, and there's more ahead. Let's rejoin Witness Lee. Listen to this. It is altogether not a matter up to Rebecca. Rebecca was innocent. She had no thought, no idea, no concept what would happen that day. She just went to take water as she used to. It was not up to her, but it was up to the father. The father made a plan to get the girl. And then the old servant was commissioned with this plan. And he, the old servant, came to see them near her to wait at the well with the purpose. Oh, the old servant said, Oh, God of Abraham, you give me a good success today. While he was talking to himself this way, Rebecca came and the old servant, Please give me some water. Rebecca said, That's okay, I will give you more for the camels to drink. My Rebecca didn't know. She got caught by that. And we all have to realize we all got caught by him. We all got caught by his plan. The simply means you have received the divine taste. You have tasted the heavenly gift. And you have tasted the good word of God. Even you have tasted the power of the coming age. And then in brief... The old man was brought into the home. You know, the old servant didn't say anything else. All what he said was concerning Isaac. This is exactly as what is revealed in John chapter 16. When the spirit comes, he will say nothing of himself. He will testify me. He will show you all what he will receive of me. 
while the old servant testified the riches of Isaac. She was standing, listening. My, oh, how God has blessed my master Abraham and gave him the great blessing and how he had only one son and he has given everything to this one son and all the things now are under my hand. And he charged me to come here to pick a girl for his son's wife. I do believe while Rebecca was listening to me, my, I would go. I surely would go to him. She got attracted. Well, this is just a picture. The Holy Spirit comes to you and me to testify the riches of Christ. But I tell you, we who got saved and who are loving and seeking the Lord all got attracted this way. I will go. Go to whom? Yeah, to Isaac. I will go. Go to whom? To Christ. Where is he? He is in Canaan, the good land. Have you ever seen him? No. <laughs> but why do you love him? Yes, not sin, but I love. Amen. I just got attracted. I love him. I will go. I tell you, as long as we do have this willingness, it is a strong sign that we are the children, Rebecca. Eventually, when Rebecca said, I'll go, my, all the riches came out. All the riches of Christ are ours. Hallelujah. Why? Because we are going. These pictures just inspire our love toward him, don't they, Ron? Very much. The way that Rebecca was attracted by all of the riches and her love was cultivated by the way the old servant dealt with her is really a picture of our own experience. Would you comment, Ron? The Lord Jesus, the bridegroom, said that the spirit of reality would take the things of the Son and disclose them to us. This is precisely what is taking place here in type. The elderly servant takes the wealth, imparts it to Rebecca. Her attraction is not to the objects given, but to Isaac. The riches are given to her in order to awaken in her a love and appreciation, a longing to be with Isaac. In our experience today, it is a major function of the spirit of reality to reveal Christ to us, to take the things of Christ and to dispense them into us, not that we would be preoccupied with things, but that through this marvelous dispensing of the spirit, we would have more love, more appreciation for Christ, more desire to pursue Christ, and a greater willingness to leave all things and to be joined to him as our lovely, wonderful bridegroom. I like that picture. The things he gives us awaken our love, but our love is really focused on him. Our love should be single, pure, and absolute, not focused on anything God gives, but on Jesus Christ himself. This is the spirit and love of the bride. 
Ron, there is a very short but touching conclusion to this life study. Let's rejoin Witness Lee for his last words. Okay, we come to the sun. In a good sense, the son did nothing. Everything was planned by the father for him. Everything was carried out by the spirit for him. What he did was just to receive, to inherit. And he has received a bride. What time? Not in the morning, but late in the evening. This implies the marriage of Christ will be at the eventide of the age. At the closing of this age, Christ will come to meet his bride. And we, the church, will go to meet him. At the eventide of this age, there we will meet him and he will meet us in the tent of Sarah. And Sarah typifies the grace. And that means Christ will meet with us in grace. Not only in grace, but also in love. The most striking thing is this. If I were the writer, I would say, after such a long journey, then Rebecca got the comfort when Isaac married her. The Bible doesn't say Rebecca got the comfort, but it says Isaac was comforted. When Christ doesn't have the comfort, you don't have either. When he has the comfort, you have too. Your comfort depends upon his comfort. When he has the comfort, you have too. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Christ today is waiting for this comfort. When will he have this comfort? When he will get his marriage. My the day will come. Something about Rebecca arriving at eventide, the nighttime, and how the Bible says that Isaac was comforted and not Rebecca. Eventide signifies the end of this age of grace, and Isaac being comforted signifies Christ being satisfied with his bride. Notice the emphasis is not on Rebecca being comforted, but on Isaac. Once again, there's an indication that by the Lord's grace, we should turn from self-preoccupation and self-centeredness and caring for our needs to realize that Christ, our bridegroom, needs to be satisfied in love. He needs to be comforted. He needs to find joy and rest. And that we can find these things only indirectly through Christ being comforted and satisfied. If we really love him, we will set aside our preoccupation with our own joy, happiness, satisfaction, and comfort and care for his heart's desire, care for his rest, delight, and enjoyment, care for his satisfaction, so to speak. This, then as a byproduct, as a result, we will be satisfied in his satisfaction. This is crucial because this determines whether or not we are pursuing the Lord for himself and his heart's desire, or we just are wanting to get more and more from God for ourselves. We may begin in the latter state as young believers, but we must grow in life. 
so that we will have the heart, the soul, the spirit, the love of a bride, caring for Christ's satisfaction and comfort, willing to pay the price to be one with him. May the Lord implant this word deep in our hearts and use it to wean us away from ourself and to draw us more and more into the experience and enjoyment of Christ, not for the sake of our blessing, but for the sake of the satisfaction of the desire of his heart. Ron, thank you. Your fellowship has helped us get, I believe, to the real focus of this life study. I look forward to our next time together. May the Lord bless our fellowship. Amen. Thank you for listening to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, produced by Living Stream Ministry. Living Stream Ministry is dedicated to the works of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee, two co-laborers with the Lord in China during the first half of the 20th century. After World War II, Watchman Nee sent Witness Lee to carry out this ministry in Taiwan. Later, the Lord led him to the United States and eventually to the rest of the world before he went to be with the Lord in 1997. Living Stream Ministry now has hundreds of titles by Watchman Nee and Witness Lee available in English, plus many in more than 50 other languages. To find out more about Living Stream and all that we offer, visit our website, lsm.org. You can also reach us toll-free at 1-888-543-3788 or email us, radio at lsm.org. Thanks for listening.